0: It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles; we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Into right, well hit, back
1: at the wall. It's off the wall. One run scores. Has tied it. 7-7. Unbelievable. Braves hits it in the air to center. We will see you
0: tomorrow night. That was nine years ago today. Joe Buck on the call as he will be tonight for Fox as the Dodgers try to put away the World Series against the Rays, character and Smallman. And Joe is with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Everything's good. It's interesting that you and I talk on the air a lot, but we don't talk to each other very often. We text a lot, and and I know you don't like to talk on the phone, and I don't like to talk (laughs) on the phone. It's kind of weird the two people that kind of talk for a living never really talk to each other.
1: I think that's why, though, isn't it? I, I, I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, when I'm... But I mean it, at the end of the day, that's not like just a saying. At the end of the night, I'm just spent... Like, I'm so tired of talking that it's so much easier just to text, even, I'm sad to say, with my wife. But uh, I I don't know why that is, but I would much rather text. If you want to get me and you want to get my attention, text me. If you want to uh, have me ignore uh, your reach out, then uh, call me.
2: Joe, is that something that you have to be cognizant of, too, though, kind of preserving your voice because you're bouncing between all of these different assignments that you have? I would imagine after the, after the end of the night, not only are you exhausted, but you're probably thinking, hey, I've got to save these pipes for tomorrow.
1: Yeah, you would think so. Um, I, You know, outside of my vocal issue that I had back in 2011, uh, I, I've, I've knock on wood not really experienced a lot of that one time I had kind of a terrible case of, uh, of laryngitis going into uh, an NFC championship game in Philadelphia. And I had to get shot with a some sort of uh, steroid to even be able to talk that night. But for the most part, I've never really dealt with uh, kind of the, the hoarseness that I think typically would come with using my voice a lot. In fact, I think the more I use it, the better it, it, it sounds, the the stronger it feels, especially coming out of 2011, which, and she just reminded everybody, Randy, is nine years ago. I can't believe that game six is nine years ago.
0: It is amazing. And we've been uh, taking texts and people have been calling in all morning about where they were and what they were doing. Everybody in St. Louis was watching that game. Everybody in St. Louis remembers, especially the last call. And you've told us before that's the best game you've ever seen. Does that include game four on Saturday night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I, I think game six of 2011 had had so many twists and turns. And and as we've talked about before, I mean, the game ended It started kind of in an ugly fashion. It wasn't, it wasn't like a really airtight ball game, but by the end with the team facing elimination uh, to, to be down to their last strike twice and win the game in the 11th and have the St. Louis kid win it with a home run. uh, It just, it doesn't get any better, and and then we've also said this before, but it is true that Larusa telling me, and I'm sure everybody else, uh, before the game, if they don't win Game Seven, Game Six will be a nice footnote. Obviously, they win Game Seven, so you know Game Six was a way to a championship, and man, it it just it just the baseball doesn't get any better. That's the beauty of this game. It's better than all the others. When you, when you see that kind of drama, uh, with, with individuals coming up and it's a guy on the mound against a guy at the plate, may the, may the better man win. And and in that case, uh, the better man was David freeze multiple times.
2: One thing I noticed, Joe, when we listen back to your call from that game is just how loud the crowd was. And when we watched Game 4 on Saturday, the drama of the moment wasn't impacted by the sparse crowd there. Your call was still perfect despite the roar of a packed stadium. But how is it for you to be in those moments and re- recognize as you look around you that it's not a packed stadium?
1: Yeah, it's different. I mean, I, I've I've done games, I think, this year uh, with all different scenarios. We've done two football games, I think, uh, that have been just totally empty, and then, you know, we've we've had just different levels of sizes of the crowd. The difference for me is, and and Troy and I have talked about this a bunch of times, we've done games in in totally empty stadiums that feel normal because of the mix that I have in my ears, in the headset, and, and what they're doing in audio, and adding in crowd noise, and and making it feel not just like there's people there, but, but like a realistic crowd noise that I think Fox is doing better than any of the other networks that I'm watching. So, you know, it, it, it's something as simple as, and and it's simple on one hand and on the other is very complex, like doing a game where uh, we're in New Orleans and they throw a flag and then the official comes on and says pass interference defense. So it's against new Orleans. And there's a, there's a realistic booing that goes on, (laughs) uh, that that you, 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 it layers in so nicely and they're doing such a good job with it. That it feels all I can say, the best compliment I can pay is that it feels like I'm in a, a full stadium. And yet, as I look out, if I really paid attention to it, it's completely empty. So, uh, it really hasn't felt that different to me. And for baseball to have 11,000, it's amazing how uh, full 11,000 makes it feel after you do a game where there's zero people in the seats.
0: Joe, even when Whitey was managing here, he advocated for a neutral site World Series just to make it a big week-long party for MLB. You're experiencing now that now, obviously without the parties and without the fans, but in terms of the baseball, how have you enjoyed being in one place for the World Series?
1: No, oh, it's fantastic. I mean, you know, when people talk about my schedule and all this football and and of, you know, if, if it goes seven games uh be, with Thursday football coming up this week, I will have done 17 games in 18 days. Uh but the, the easiest part of it has been the baseball because I'm not bouncing back and forth uh and and adding more steps to get to games because of uh, you know, it, it's going from city to city, so I, I, it's it's been great. But, but I'm I'm looking at it from a, a selfish standpoint. I, I I disagree. You know, with Whitey, and and I I like, you know, what typically happens, which is you go to each city, the place is absolutely packed, the fans make a difference. Here, you know, the home field advantage, the Dodgers are. Are back to being the home team tonight. All that means is that they bat last. It, it, it doesn't have any feel like you're at Dodger Stadium, and and I think for any team they want to win, you know, for an announcer you want uh, for the best sound a home team to win a World Series, and you know th- this is all kind of manufactured. I, I I like going to the different cities when things are when things are normal.
2: Uh, Joe, let's continue to look at this from a selfish lens. So here in St. Louis, as we watch the World Series, we're selfishly watching in misery as Randy Rosarena continues to be great. But can you believe that the Cardinals traded him? As you watch him play, do you just think, "Man, I can't believe the Cardinals made that move."
1: I, I've, I've said it a couple times. I said it when <laughs> when he was playing in the ALCS and I was doing the NLCS. It's just it's it's stunning uh, to to see what the Cardinal outfield was all about last year. I mean, that's one of the least productive outfields that, that they've had in a long time. Uh and to see what a Rosa is doing, and it's not it's not just the home runs. It's there there's a life there. And I know I know it comes after you get hot and now suddenly he's a he's a presence in a lineup. But you can just look at his hands. You do not have to be you know, some super scout to look at him and go, well, that's different. Not just the the, the than the Cardinal outfielders, that's different than the other guys. He's taken batting practice with now uh, that are in the world series. I mean, the ball just just explodes off his bat. He's got quick hands. He's strong. He's hitting the ball out of, out of the ballpark to every field. Uh, they theoretically have found out how to pitch to him and he's still adjusting. So, I just can't, I don't know if it's analytics and somebody said, well, you know, X plus Y equals Z and and this is the guy we got to get rid of. But I, I just, I can't imagine watching him at all. If he looked at all like this uh, and saying that this is the guy that, that should be thrown into a deal where it really felt like Jose Martinez was the bigger part of it. Uh, and, and, you know, as as Matthew Liebertor comes back to the Cardinals, as uh, somebody, you know, not in uh, the player personnel department said to me, he better be Randy Johnson uh, coming back because this guy's this guy's really good.
0: And he has a chance to obviously do it again on the big stage tonight. I've reached a point in this series, Joe, where I really feel like I don't know what to expect. Do you feel like you have an idea tonight of what to expect?
1: Not tonight. Um, because Snell's really good. But he he hasn't pitched six innings uh, since July of last year, so his stuff's electric. But he will hit a wild streak, or they look for the first opportunity to go to their bullpen, and uh, and so you don't know who's coming out of there, and if that if that pitcher is going to be as good as the bullpen's been so far. And on the other side, you have Tony Gonsolin, who has got really good stuff, but he really has not pitched with any kind of regularity so they're going to look for the first opportunity to get him out of there and start start the parade out of the bullpen tonight too so tonight is, is a big X factor I think the Dodgers hitting is way better than the Tampa Bay Rays lineup uh, right now I mean Seager I've never seen him look anywhere like this I mean he's just locked in Turner has been a big game producer for them uh, and then they've got certain guys in their lineup that just tend to pop up and and win a ball game i i still would give the edge to the dodgers but then you look to tomorrow if there is a game seven and walker bueller right now is hands down an ace shutdown starter and and that's a distinct advantage if if the games uh end up going seven
0: and when you think if we get past walker bueller tomorrow and the dodgers have a lead when you think that we'll see clayton kershaw
1: Probably. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, and with the new rule and it came into play, uh, two nights ago in game five, where the reliever has to face either three hitters or finish the inning. Uh, you know, we, we had it the other night with Dustin May and he take gets taken out. and Victor Gonzalez comes in and you go, okay, well, that's good for the lefty up now. But, uh, it it didn't really work out. They, they pinch hit a right-handed batter. That was Brasso. He walked not to get down into the weeds. But I I think that the Kershaw, because he will be it would be his side day. I I think he'll be the kind of guy that can come in and finish an inning or, or face multiple batters. as not just the typical lefty on lefty. So yeah, I, I think we'll see him and he's pitching great and he feels, he feels the best he's felt in October in a long time. And you know, the guy's four and one this postseason. The Z R A is I don't know, two point eight eight coming into the game the other night. So I you know, he's he's rewriting what is uh an interesting narrative because the last time he pitched in the World Series, or let's say the first time in two thousand seventeen, the Astros were cheating and, mm-hmm. and they knew what was coming and and that was the game where he blew two big leads of four and three runs, but now we know what was going on so some of it is unfair i think the one team that's had his number is the cardinals and and beyond that uh i
0: think he's pitched pretty darn well hey before we let you go you've got two more football games coming up this week so what's a typical day like in the hotel room you is the hay in the barn for the world series game and are you working on football now how does a typical day work for you
1: yeah, I mean, I, I get my scorebook ready and, and the pitching matchup ready for each game before I go in, but I did that yesterday in the off day, and now I'm kind of concentrating on trying to figure out what the with uh, the Carolina Panthers and Atlanta Falcons, which, which has been a team that has just been heartbreaking uh, for the first chunk of the season here. That's Thursday, and then Sunday. Uh, it's the saints and the bears. So I've, I've got plenty to do. And uh, you know, it's been nice because I've, I've watched a little bit of those teams. I got to see them on Sunday and then last night, I watched the bears uh, really unable to do anything against the Rams. So I, I'm ready for that game for the most part. I've done both teams. So yeah, but it is more football now than it is baseball. And by the time I show up tonight, it's, kind of put
0: the lineups in and and
1: do my little numbers work and then watch the game.
0: We'll be watching. Thanks for taking some time with us. We always appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Anytime. Thanks guys. Joseph, you're the best. We will see you later. That's Joe Buck. He will have the call tonight on Fox, the Dodgers trying to win the world series against the Rays.
2: Think about how difficult that would be to have to go from game to game because you're retaining all of this information and yes, he has notes and things that he carries with him that he can prep but still if you have baseball on the brain and then you have to switch to nfl with two different teams it's got to be hard to compartmentalize that
0: and it's mental preparation more than anything else it's, sure and you're right it, it, you do have to come compartmentalize because he knows everything about every player on these teams mm-hmm. and what they did in the previous games but then on thursday night he'll be doing the panthers and the falcons and has to know everything about every player on those teams and what they did last week it's a lot yeah but He enjoys it, and he's the best in the business. Yes, he is. That's Michelle. I'm Randy. Thanks to Joe Buck. And coming up, we'll cross things over with Danny Mac. Scoops with Danny Mac coming your way on 101 ESPN.